don't know why every time I sit down to record a podcast, I get nervous. <laughs> Man, well, you know, we move. Not my will, but your will be done, Lord. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diaspora Daughter Podcast. My name is Mojisola Ndukwe. I am Yoruba by birth, Igbo by marriage, and I consider myself an African flower on American soil. (laughs) So let's get into why I started this podcast. So I started this podcast more as an outlet for women of my demographic, um, daughters really to foreigners. Um, you know, I wanted, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I've yet to come across a podcast that I really resonate with in regards to my experience as a first daughter or a daughter to immigrants um, that was more than just a chit-chat podcast. Something that I can actually glean knowledge from, learn from, or, you know, resonate with in the essence of, okay, somebody has you know, gone through some experiences that I've gone through or understands how I'm feeling in a certain predicament. Um, So, you know, here we are. (laughs) Um, I'm a natural rebel. Uh, I question a lot of things. Or let me not even just say that. I am somebody who um, I try not to take everything, you know, that people tell me as, you know, doctrine. Um, I learn on my own. I learn best when I can figure it out on my own. So, you know, I decided to really start this podcast to continue that trajectory in a sense and show other women that you can do the same, you know. Um, Yeah, so I will be launching this podcast. Um, This episode will come out on January 10th. It will be our first official episode. And that is the day before my third, actually the day after my 30th birthday. So I thought it would be fitting um, for my first official episode to be the things that I've learned before 30. Um, Like I said, I have had... I don't even know if tumultuous is the word. One of them big words. I've had an experience of a life in just 30 years. And in these 30 years, I've learned a lot of things about myself, about friends, about my career, about my faith. Um, And I just thought, you know, why not share that information um so here it goes and this is by no means in any particular order but you know I just wanted to share my experiences and you know let me know what resonates with you um 
So the first thing that I would say as a lesson I learned before I turned 30 was to follow my heart and to trust my intuition. I think oftentimes, you know, we are told what we should do and how we should do it and we move accordingly and, you know, years down the line, we end up unhappy or end up realizing that we don't really know ourselves and this is something that I've try to avoid um throughout my life i can even give an example um after high school you know we're looking for colleges and one of my friends um who is now the godmommy of my son yes i i am a mother also i didn't mention that (laughs) um we went to go visit her sister at school we we were half day um seniors and either we were half day or we skipped i honestly don't remember (laughs) but we shall went to her sister's school to visit which was maybe about 30 minutes from our high school And something about the campus was just calling me. I just knew that this is where I should go to school at. At the time, I was also working for one of my uncles as a front desk person in his, um, in his pharmacy. He had a small kind of like boutique pharmacy in Um, the area that I lived really close to like walking distance from my house so I went to work for him and you know in those two experiences I realized that one I wanted to be in healthcare but I wanted to be on the business side of healthcare I'm very entrepreneurial Um, I've been doing hair since I was like well I don't do hair no more for myself only and for my future daughters if I have any but other than that don't ask me it's not happening um but you know I've been an entrepreneur for as long as I can remember um I started doing hair at 14 hair really is what even helped me pay through college pay a lot of my bills um I went from, I was one of the girls, you know, I kind of started the trend. I guess I would took my own horn when it came to doing hair, selling hair, making wigs and all that other stuff. Um, I had a whole Yelp page with reviews and everything back in the day. Um, (laughs) But, you know, that, that, you know, aside, I knew I wanted to be on the business side of healthcare. I love helping people. And I love seeing, you know, especially black people or people of color have better opportunities when it comes to their health care. And so, you know, once we stepped on the campus, I looked into their programs and saw that they had a health administration program, which was called HAP at the time, um, um, Health Administration and Policy Program. And so I told my parents I wanted to go to this school um, and this is what I wanted to study. I was told to keep my options open, you know, I should look at other schools, I should look into nursing or becoming a doctor, that's where the money is, yada, yada, yada. But I knew that wasn't for me. So, um, I've been fortunate enough to have a mother who, regardless, I can say I want to be a cosmetologist. I can't even say I want to paint 
and my mother will be cheering for me and clapping me along so you know I was fortunate enough to have that um but you know it it wasn't that way across the board so you know I was met with a lot of disdain um saying that I should go into biology to become a doctor I should look at other schools that look at my mates they're going to this school they're going to that school they're practicing law they're practicing biology to become a doctor they are doing all these other degrees and I'm like well that's not me to the point where I even applied to certain colleges I'm not going to give detail um because you know I don't think that level of of information is necessary to share however you know I will let you know this general information known because I feel like this is an experience a lot of daughters in the diaspora go through um when we're constantly being compared or constantly um having our ideas or our intuition questioned um so going back to the story um i even applied to certain schools just to show one of just to show my dad basically <laughs> that i could get into the school you know because i was actually waitlisted um for the school that i wanted to go to the one that i went to with my friend um, I was waitlisted and told to reapply um, within a year or so. And so, you know, my dad was like, no, why don't you go to these other schools? I said, no, this is the school that I want to go to. Um, it was U- It's UMBC. So I went to community college for a year, um, then reapplied to UMBC and I got in. Fast forward how many years I met my husband at UMBC. Um, I learned about health technology, which is where my background is in health information exchange at UMBC. And now that is the area of expertise that is booming. Um, You know, everybody's trying to get into tech. For me personally, it's health tech and... um, it made me realize that 10 years ago now, you know, a decade ago that my intuition was right. You know, um, not only did I find my best friend, literally the love of my life, my baby Zaddy, (laughs) um, at this school, but you know, I also learned a lot about myself. I made a lot of great friends. Um, and, my career trajectory soared because of a decision that I decided to make for myself. Um, You know, one thing that that shows is that people can only see what they are capable of and up to their securities, you know, and they tend, a lot of people tend to project their insecurities on you. And this doesn't just go for parents. This can go for friends too. Um, But that has nothing to do with you. Um, We take everything that we assume that the generation before us, or at least in the past, you know, it was assumed that the generation before us knew everything, you know, knew the way through life. And as an adult now, I'm realizing my parents literally were just 
trying to make it you know, like they are they were literally just barely above water you know when it came to raising kids and being entrepreneurs and being in an entirely different environment socially economically and culturally um you know they were really just trying their best and it is up to me personally to do and see what works best for me so you know with all of that i would say tune into yourself you know trust your intuition be intentional and practice discernment um learn on your own you know figure out what's best for you and even if you don't have all the answers just trust your intuition and know that your spirit will never misguide you now the next lesson is change is inevitable there will be valleys so go with the tide and um this is actually a lesson that I've just recently come to terms with. Um, I went through a valley season in my life. People who know me know that Moji has always been a go-getter. Moji has always been someone who... I'm talking to myself the third person. I sound very... Let me... I've always been someone who was a go-getter or is a go-getter. I was the first one out of all of my friends that was working, the first one with a car, first one who knew what I wanted to do with my life. And this and this isn't to toot my own horn. This isn't to say that I'm better than anybody in any sense of the form, because I'm not. Um, but it's more of to say that, you know, I had this, I knew what I wanted to do and figured out the steps and how to get there. However, um, a few years ago, it was actually right before my boyfriend at the time proposed. Um, we were going through a transition in life. Um, he was just finishing graduate school. I was going to go back to graduate school or I was going to go to business school. I had already finished graduate school, um, by that time. You know, we have this whole, and I've been very type A my life. This is what we're going to do. This is how we can get there. And this will work out. You know, unbeknownst to me, um, it didn't go exactly as planned. I got laid off um, from my first real big girl tech job um, within a year of working there, even though my stats were through the roof in regards to how I was performing with the company. They were in the process of getting acquired and they decided to lay off some employees and I was one of those employees. And in that time, you know, I was also going to business school. So I decided, you know, let me just focus on business school and do some, you know, um, freelance work in the meantime. because I was still very interested in health technology and really wanted to grow. I was really going to business school so that when I get to a new direct hire position, I'll be able to have a more managerial level role. Um, and um, 
yeah, didn't it, you know, one year turned into two and two years turned into a wedding and moving and finishing up a business degree and then two years turned into three years and those three years turned into a pandemic and a baby um and even though you know I had some freelance stuff going on uh, my confidence dwindled a lot um I felt like I was no longer myself again. I was no longer the the go-getter girl. I was no longer independent. Um, I was no longer um, the person who I projected to be to everyone. And that really messed with me, um, really messed with my mental health. It really messed with my self-worth and my overall confidence. Um but a few things that I decided to do in that process was to learn to be flexible and have faith I just had this inkling that God had something great for me on the horizon and that I just needed to keep pushing and not settle I had positions coming my way I had you know different things coming my way people telling me what I should and shouldn't do and I like I said in the beginning I've always been rebellious so don't tell me what I should do because I'm gonna do the exact opposite or I'm gonna do better than what you said I should do just so I can prove you wrong always been me I don't think that's ever going to change. <laughs> um, but I just knew, you know, something great was on the horizons for me. Um, there's an idea that I came up with. I tried to bring a family member in on that idea. They even tried to steal my idea. Threatened to steal. I mean, I was novice and naive. I didn't put any contracts in place or anything of that nature. They tried to steal my idea. Um, but then the pandemic hit you know so these different seasons of change came and ultimately worked in my favor um and i i i will count that towards you know continuously having faith um and realizing that life runs in seasons and i shouldn't make any situation permanent you know yeah this not this might not be your year this might not be your next three years but your year is coming and when your year comes be humble because you can go right back to a valley season um and you know with that I would say go to therapy <laughs> you can't handle it all on your own sis especially we first daughters like hyper independent go get in I'm a figure it out second mom of the house you can't figure it all out so be willing to open up be willing to be transparent be willing to go to therapy like sis is not you, you can't carry everything on your head you will go crazy and you will feel alone um it actually took me being open and transparent to realize who were friends of mine and who were foes like who just wanted to be around me when i was up or 
who wanted to use the times that I'm down to, you know, feel better than me or who would look at my situation or, you know, look at our relationship and put bandages on my wounds, you know, even most recently, I have a friend who literally helped me get an opportunity that literally is my dream job you know and that it just took me being open and honest and seeing that okay man this is what a true friend is I haven't been the best friend to a lot of people you know when you're going through and this is another thing when you're going through a season of depression please give grace give grace to yourself and give grace to others because if somebody is going through something don't just like take yourself out of the equation if you haven't heard from somebody in a long period of time or you see if somebody's acting different put yourself in their shoes don't just take everything as something that they're doing to you or they being fake whatever no it's not always about you sis it's not always about you. And if you face those situations with friends where they take a moment that even though they weren't aware, you know, you open up to them and they take that moment and still decide to harp on you. Those aren't friends. Those aren't friends. You know, learn what you need to learn and keep it moving. Not saying that you need to fight with anybody. Let bygones be bygones and keep it moving. But, you know, in this you know, in that valley season, I have learned the power of therapy. I still go to therapy to this day. I will, I am transparent and honest about that. I have no problem telling people that I go to therapy because I believe that you don't have to be mentally sick to go to therapy. You don't, something doesn't have to be wrong with you for you to go to therapy. Me and my therapist are like, best friends and she just helps me see things from a different perspective and it has helped my confidence it has helped my relationship not only with my husband but with my friends and even with my child you know um when you get angry at your child that's a trigger that ain't got nothing to do with your child your child is a child they are learning the world and they are acting innately they haven't gone through the processes you've gone through or you haven't taught them how to control their emotions or you know how to operate as an adult so if you get angry at your child that's a trigger and you need to work on that but (laughs) that beside the point um you know i learned also to build confidence within myself um, my like I said before, before I hit this valley season, because let me backtrack. Oh, this podcast about to be, this episode about to be all over the place, but it's okay. Um, in this valley season, it was the first time that I wasn't doing hair anymore. I didn't have any other side hustles, and I also moved out of state, so I was completely alone. And I believe that that happened for a reason, you know. I needed this opportunity to really place my confidence within me and not based on what I can do or what I have achieved in life. And it really helped me to change my perspective on life. You know, we look at situations like, oh, I didn't get this job or 
you know, things aren't working in my favor or whatever the case may be, we look at that and we get down and out when in actuality, it could be your spirit guides, God, you know, whoever you look to as a higher being telling you that okay this is the time that i need you to gather yourself i need you to i need to take everything away from you so that you can focus on yourself and that is i'm actually so grateful for the valley season that i went through um so yeah give yourself grace and give others grace you know we all have traumas and environments that shape us um but know that everything everything changes you know the one thing that's constant in life is change so give yourself grace um the next thing that i would say is don't take everything at face value and for me there has been a lot of experiences um even when it came to giving birth to my child you know we're told we're supposed to do x y and z you're supposed to go to your prenatal appointments with an OBGYN, go to the hospital and give birth to a baby and you know step one step two step three no do your own research sis and me doing my own research and really learning about the nuances of birth led to me having the most blissful holistic birth that I could have imagined. I honestly, my son is almost a year and I still can't believe that I gave birth to a child because it didn't, it was the most blissful experience. And that took me doing my own research and looking into what works, what will work best for me. You know, at the time that I was to give birth to my son. The hospital that was closest to me was the hospital that Serena Williams gave birth at. And, you know, when I heard about the situation she was going through in regards to her labor and delivery, and I think she had a pulmonary embolism or something like that, um, which could be fatal in some cases. I'm like, if they going to do Serena Williams like that, what, <laughs> what about little old me? And even though I'm in the healthcare field I've always been somebody who's been very um in tune with holistic care and that is the route that I decided to go and I'm so happy that I chose that route because it became a a gateway not only for myself but for other women even my mother you know she was so shocked at how my birth went she said you know we're just told to go to the hospital when the contractions start and that's it no no I actually have another podcast um that will be coming out soon with my god sister and we talk about our birth stories and um one thing that I mentioned there was that pregnancy is the preparation for the marathon which is birth you know, and when you are about to do the Ironman or any of these marathon events, you prepare for it. You work out, you eat right, you stretch, you get your mind right. Why won't you do that for labor and delivery? Why won't you do that for bringing a child into this world? I'm getting a bit aggressive. Let me calm down. <laughs> 
But, you know, that's how I saw things. And I decided to do just that up from about, I think about maybe 12 weeks, 12 to 15 weeks was when I really started getting in tune with the holistic preparation of birth and I had a very blissful experience and one day on here I'll talk about my birth sister my birth story I'll probably bring my god sister on and we'll record another episode on here or we'll see we'll see how it goes maybe a panel of women um we can share our birth stories but we'll see how that goes and the last two things positive perspective and positive thinking makes everything blissful you know in my valley season yeah I wasn't the career woman that I wanted to be at the time yeah I wasn't you know in the black girl luxury talk anymore (laughs) but or at the time But, you know, I connected with my partner in ways that I couldn't imagine. I was able to really tune into the birth of my first child, you know, in ways that I couldn't even imagine. I was able to really understand what I wanted for myself, really tap into what I wanted for myself and what I wanted, you know, when it came to my career and opportunities and I was able to network and you know go through the trial and error in that time that you know has made me look at life totally different now and that just took a change of perspective even when it came to friendships you know at that time it could be very lonely when you're away from your environment that you grew up in or the environment that you're used to that time period of life can be really lonely you can assume oh I don't really have any friends all the people that I was there for in the past are fake you know out of sight out of mind but when you change your perspective you realize that okay it's not always everybody else that is the issue what about me how am I adding to this situation it takes two to tango you know how am I adding to this situation when it comes to friends or relationships or even your career how are you being your worst enemy in a sense um it it took that for me to realize okay things aren't as I am making them to seem This narrative that I've created is not what the situation actually is. And man, have I been smiling from ear to ear since. I have realized I have such great friends around me. I have great family around me. I have great opportunities. I am able to, I've been able to spend day in and day out with my best male friend which is my husband and we still like each other you know what I'm saying like if you spend every day with somebody you can still love them and not like them (laughs) that's I think probably a lot of well let me not go there (laughs) but in my situation with my marriage, I still like my partner. We're still friends. We still joke with each other. After spending almost two years, literally 
24-7 with each other. And the last thing that I would mention in this what I have learned in 30 years or by 30 is everything happens at its appointed time. If life is not where you thought it would be or where, you know, you will want it to be, but you know in your heart things are supposed to be different, then they're going to be different. It will happen in its appointed time. Look at the situation you're currently in and ask yourself, what is this situation trying to teach me? What am I supposed to learn from this situation? Now, my faith based is Christianity. And I'll end it with this here. Um, Philippians 4, verse 4 to 7, verses 4 to 7 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's going to work out for you, sis. It's going to work out for you. And when the time comes... Hindsight will be 2020 and you'll be happy it all happened. Well, that's it. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a happy birthday in the comments. I am so happy for this new chapter in life. I'm excited to turn 30 and I know this new decade um regardless of what i may experience will be blissful nonetheless and until and with that being said until next time um i'm excited to have you all along for this journey and i hope you'll continue to tune in to the diaspora daughter bye bye love and light